Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. I'm joined in studio by Armani Buckets and Brandon Deutsch. How are we doing? On this beautiful... You what is go it, Wednesday? First? I know Armand has some thoughts well, about the yeah, Lakers. We already know how Armand feels. Come on, how, hater. How, how are you feeling, Armand? Uh, well, I do have thoughts, but I wanted to quickly give a shout-out to uh, the North Torrance Saxons <laughs> for winning their first state playoff game. So wow. hopefully they keep it going. There we go. They play. We play Linwood tomorrow night, so that should be a very exciting game. By the there way, Linwood go. has a freshman averaging 37 points a game, so he might be on the Lakers in 2028. <laughs> that might be the guy. I mean, how tall is he? Is he a prospect? He is six, or is he... Yes, he's actually one of the top players in the state. So he actually could end up being a Laker if they keep some picks. I hope. Uh, maybe that'll be great for them. They might need a score because yeah. Dame is never leaving. Um, but, no, I'm go- I'm doing well. I, the Lakers played better than expected again, though. 26 turnovers, not ideal. Jared Vanderbilt really was abysmal offensively. There's a lot that needs to be fixed. All right, we need we need to get into this game because listen, we c- coming into the game, there was no expectation that if they were fully healthy, we really did believe that Memphis would win this game. And Brandon, I I, I know you like hyperbole, but you said the Grizzlies would win by twenty. Listen, the Lakers were leading at the half. Now, they did have a disastrous third quarter, perhaps the worst quarter of the season. John Moran goes off for 28 points just in the third quarter alone. Memphis scores 47 in the third quarter alone. I mean, they, 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 I think your, your team would have performed a little bit better in the third quarter than the Lakers. That being said, they lost. No surprise there. Did not get blown out. I will say I didn't learn anything new. You're going into a game without LeBron James, without D'Lo, um, against a team that really wanted their revenge. I think we, we may learn a little bit more about this team when the Grizzlies come back to crypto. Uh, but, Armand, you uh, came into the studio. You were pumping your chest. You're feeling <laughs> very, very good about the fact that, I mean, again, I didn't learn anything new about this team. You clearly, it affirmed your belief that this team is horrible. Yeah, I, I, first of all, I'm not pumping my chest, but we didn't learn anything new. We knew that this team sucked. Yeah. I mean, they're not a good basketball team. I don't know what you want me to say. 26 turnovers, and then in the third quarter, you give up 47 points in a quarter. This team is not a fast-paced team. Yeah. They're not a run-and-gun team. To give up 47 in a quarter to a team that plays slow and methodical, that's hard to do. That means that they're scoring almost every trip down the court. And then, yeah, I mean, the guys that they do have, Troy Brown Jr. filling in for LeBron, like one for eight, one for nine. Nobody's playing defense on John the third quarter. Yeah. They eventually put Vanderbilt there, but it was too late. It's all the same recurring issues. The only saving grace for the Lakers is that the teams that they're chasing for the play-in 
are worse really than bad. them. Yeah, they're really bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I got news for you. Every team's bad in the West right yeah. now. So it's like, you know, the Clippers might be in the playing tournament for all we know. And I know we'll get into yeah. that in a bit. They can't buy a game. I'll guarantee you this. I'll guarantee you this. <laughs> the three-game win streak without LeBron starts today. I Thunder know. win. Uh, Minnesota, Minnesota win. win. They right. can actually beat Minnesota, unlike the Clippers. And then Sunday, a win against Golden State. And then you're only a game under 500, Armand. I'm going to go 1-2 and two or 0-3 oh the rest of the week. I mean, if I they go 0-3, oh then their season's done. done. Their their season's season's I mean, but we, we really did believe that we found out LeBron would be out for two to three weeks, that this was could be the end of their season. That, that being said, they've done what we thought that they were going to do post-trade in terms of the wins that they had to get and the losses. And again, the Mavericks game was one that we were like – it would be nice if they won one of those games against the Grizzlies or against the Mavericks. They were, they were not going to be favored in those games, but they did find a way to split that. Yes, going into tonight's game against the Thunder, they have to get that game, and they have to put some wins together. That being said, listen, if they go zero for three. They're done. You really truly believe that? One and two, zero and three. Well, if they lose tonight, it's going to be tough. tough. Well, like Armani Buckets hates the late well, no, you know, but you you love Oklahoma City. There's something about like these two teams that are about the same in terms of where they are in the standings. You love the Thunder. Yeah, I do. They play with pace and they and they have an offense. Yeah. They're not going to really be able to defend the Lakers. But again, I mean, the, what is there to defend right now? D'Angelo Russell's doubtful, so it's stop Anthony Davis and you probably win the game. They're right? not going to stop Anthony Davis, so they have no bigs. It's probably, yeah, I mean, Davis, this is the game that if Davis is truly that MVP level 40 player, points. 40 points. Yeah, I expect 40 points from him. And another thing is, remember, both are, both teams are without their best player. Shea is now yeah. playing. He yeah. had health and safety protocols, like I mentioned yesterday, and he was injured before that. So he's not playing. This feels like this is, like the Thunder, I think, are still a year away from maybe getting into that playing tournament. This is a must-win for the Lakers. The Lakers lose this game we can start agreeing with Armand a little bit that it's getting yeah. grim because then they would have to do almost the impossible and win four out of five against the Grizzlies, you know, Wolves. You know, they have a gauntlet of schedule coming up. That. They really desperately needed need to win one of this back-to-back, and they lost yesterday, so they need to win today. And then they have a five-game homestand, which is basically going to define them the rest of the way. Yeah. And that five-game homestand, all the teams are about the same level. So it'll be interesting to see if they can – basically, if they can handle – like, let's say that on Friday they beat Minnesota. It's a very good sign for the rest of the homestand because all the teams are about the same level of talent. They will beat Minnesota. You put Vanderbilt on Edwards. I mean, Minnesota, look what they did. They're not going to be able to do to the Lakers what they did at Clippers, which is dominate the paint because you have Davis in there, you have Vanderbilt in there, and Vanderbilt will be switched out onto Edwards. They're going to have to play Mo Bamba more. I did not like how Ham was playing Gabriel a little more than Mo Bamba. That, was, <laughs> that, that kind of boggled my mind. Um, but look, if you got Bamba, Davis, Vanderbilt in there, it's going to be very hard for Minnesota to push it inside the paint to Nas Reed, who usually kills the Lakers, but I don't know how good he'll be this week. And Gobert, who of course, of course it's the Clippers where he turns into prime Hakeem for a quarter. <laughs> and only the Clippers he would turn into prime Hakeem. But look, look, the Wolves are not going to be able to do that because you shut down Edwards, they have no offense. They don't. They don't they have, have a secondary defense. score unless McDaniels goes nuts for 25 again. I expect the Lakers to win that game too. I do. I don't, but you know, as you guys said, you guys 
labeled me the Laker hater, but the reality is <laughs> you're a hater in the sense. Well, yeah. Listen, that's that's why I, I have no expectation that without LeBron, they're now going to go on this run. I do think that the ten seed is within reach. But you're a hater because even when they have a big win, I think we could both agree that perhaps their their best win of the season coming back from 27 points down on the road against the Mavericks. You even use that as some kind of a, listen, this is why they suck. I will know? give Armand credit, though, because the Pacers went into Dallas yesterday and beat them, too. So Dallas so that's is not an issue games. now. So we are about to hit this kind of moment where I was expecting a honeymoon period with Kyrie, with the Mavericks. When you begin to lose, and if they get bounced in the first round or something like that happens, he's I mean, gone. He's or, gone. In fact, or miss the playoffs. In fact, here's, here's that's the crazy thing about the West. Like you, you, you can go from a contender to like not even. Clippers like, could miss. Playoffs. Again, yeah. the Clippers. I mean, that is a catastrophe. Well, here's where the Clippers will, and let's t- t- let's talk about them because now they are zero for three, zero and three since making all these moves. It, it's not just on Russell Westbrook, but this is the Russell Westbrook experience that a lot of Laker fans are used to, where he puts up a good stat line, but they lose, and they are now in a position where they're. I think they're the sixth seed, but just barely. So now they're in going to potentially be in that play-in tournament which you do not want to be with this team. And why is that? Joey Lynn of the Sporting Tribune does a really good job for us. I, this is my f- favorite stat, and he's talked about it for quite some time. They are now 11-25. and 11-25 against teams that are f- 500 team or greater. The only Terrible. two teams in the West, worse, Houston and the Spurs. They also, have one, they also have one of the worst home records of any contender. Well, they have no home court quote unquote advantage. contender. You know, you, you know? look at these pictures, and they do a pretty good job usually on the TV broadcast. But you look at these pictures of these games, like a ton of empty seats, a ton of empty seats at those games. Look, I'm concerned about the Clippers. Uh, by the way, I, I think they were 1 or 2-0 and before the Westbrook trade with Plumlee and with those guys. They, they yeah. were fine. Which is why Armand and I came in here saying, like, why do you even go trade for Westbrook? Because then you're just taking away minutes from Mann, from Powell, from, you know, Highland, who was supposed to be, who I could have given them a real burst toward yeah. the end of the year. Young legs, fresh legs, you know, a guy who could score at will. Now he's not getting minutes. Robert Covington, their second best defender, not getting minutes. And then Tyloo's solution is maybe I need to give Morris the ball even more. And I'm like, what? What? You know, they're in a bad position, Arash. I don't think, look, should they, of course, make the playoffs? Of course. They got Kawhi Leonard well, yeah. and Paul George, and I expect them to start piecing together some wins in well, avoid the playoffs. The concern the for them is that they are right there in that play-in tournament. But, 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 but yeah, when you look at the moves that they made, the moves that they made at the trade deadline I think were fine. The Russell Westbrook thing we've seen for two years. It wasn't a small sample size. So the fact that the Clippers saw across the hallway, by the way, what was happening with that team and the fact that they were like, we want that. Why? Because Paul George enjoyed his time with him. Paul George left. (laughs) By the way, they didn't didn't win a championship together. I think it was. And look, I talked about this on Grant and I's last Baller Sports Dialogue podcast, like, Maybe it was for Paul George to be happy because he has he's been playing abysmal recently. Yeah. He's still kind of playing bad. He's turning the ball over at a high rate, making some bad decisions. This is the worst I've seen Paul George play in his career, basically, and since he was a rookie at least. So, I mean, I'm very concerned about the Clippers. The only guy they can rely on right now is Kawhi. That's a good guy to rely on, right? Yeah. But Kawhi can't defend all five positions, right? You've been, you've been mentioning this, Brandon. I think the solution is what you've been saying. Take Marcus Morris Sr., not out of the starting lineup, out of the rotation, 
completely. Put Terrence Mann in that starting lineup again, and then if if they're small, I trust Terrence Mann to guard power forwards, honestly. Or you put or, Rocco in if you want to go small and take Plumlee out, right? Or that. And then, well, well, my solution was you take Marcus Morris Sr. out, and then Bones Highland got zero minutes yesterday. You put Bones into Terrence Mann's role as the backup point guard. And I honestly think that kind of fixes a lot of They're three and zero in those games if he literally makes those adjustments. I mean, his insistence on Marcus Morris. I don't. What know. is with Marcus Morris, and why does Tyloo insist on him? It's like, because he, last year he it's was. Because he was good. <laughs> He's been a great player for his whole not great, but like above average his yeah. whole career. Solid player, usually known as a three and D guy. But last year we saw his defense decline a little bit. He wasn't couldn't guard a park car. Was one of the five lowest rated defenders in the NBA last year. And now he can't shoot. Last year he could shoot. He was thirty eight percent from three. About like yeah. you know you could rely on that guy. He was a perfect fit. Now it, look, age has passed the guy. I mean, father time has came for him. He's not good anymore. In fact, he's probably the worst player in the NBA that gets minutes. And I know as a coach, you want to look back and be like, look, this guy helped us so much last year. What can we do to get him back on the court? Let's get him more touches. Mike Sosha had this problem with the Angels for years. He didn't want to play Mike Trout. He wanted to play the veterans. Because he had seen something from them, and he didn't want to play the like Mike Trout and rookies that were good. It, coaches have this mentality that they have this vision and version of this person player that they see, and it's just he's not there anymore. Yeah. He's not. He's slow. He commits turnovers. He can't shoot. And he can't play defense. Just to defend the Clippers a little bit, I still think that that opening at the top of the West is there for the taking. If you believe in Denver, then you believe in Denver. I personally do not really believe in the Grizzlies at all. Sacramento's number three. Phoenix is going to get Durant tonight. Yeah. Golden State's now up to five. But there's still an opening. There's still a void there at the top where it's like if you just string together four or five wins, forget the standings. I'm not worried about as long as they stay out of the playing tournament, who cares about the standings? But just building that confidence with Westbrook. Four-game winning streak, and now you're like, okay, we're starting to you know feel ourselves a little bit. I don't know if it's going to happen. Also, they love probably. to play the Kings in the first round. As long as they avoid Phoenix, they'll be fine. Or Denver. Because you, you know Denver's the crypt. Everyone wants to play the Kings. You even saw the Lakers report. Right? And I think that the Kings are going to love that everyone wants to play them. Because I actually think this team has moxie and a lot of determination. I, when they lose in the first round, I will be. You, I, you better say, Brandon, <laughs> I told you so. I, they're going to lose in four to five games. They play absolutely. I do defense. love that the Kings are finally a good team again. I, mean, I forgot how long that they had gone without being in the postseason. You know, uh, sixteen years. Sixteen years. I mean, that's a long time. So I'm really happy for them. Great facility there. In Sacramento. Statistically, that is insane. It eight, is hard. Eight out of fifteen make it every year. That's exactly. Half, that, that is that is really half the conference. It, it's actually hard to go sixteen so, years. Let me ask you this: Do you like the Sabonis Halliburton trade now? And then, so yes, it's a win-win, obviously, but I still am scared of what Tyrese Halliburton will become. Because I think Sabonis is who he is, and that's a very, very good player. But Halliburton, I think, has a couple He's more layers. Chris Paul 2.0, right? Yeah. Or maybe a little bit better, which yeah. is crazy to say. But, like, I mean, he can score better than Chris Paul already. So, yeah. I mean, it's up there with him already. Yeah, I love his game, and we I don't think we've tapped into what he is. And, by the way, <laughs> kind of weird, but he was born on February 29th. I know, he's five years old. Here. He's uh, the youngest right, player. Yeah, he's right. the youngest player yeah. in the NBA. He's five years old. Five years old. <laughs> I have to tell my kid if he's five, he's not in the NBA. I'm sorry, you're moving out. Pay your taxes. Leave. You know, <laughs> you're not Tyrese Howard. No, I'm kidding. Of course not. But that's kind of wild. So what what do the Clippers have to do? Like I, I do think the pieces are there. A lot of this, I believe, 
is on Ty Lu. Just, I mean, it, it's really, it's not like they have to make any moves. I think the players are there, but if you don't put your players in positions to succeed, it's going to be hard for, for them to win. And so do you, do you think that they have the pieces to contend this year? I mean, I think Armand's, Armand's going to agree with this. I think they need to limit Westbrook's minutes. Um, I really do. I think we're all going to say that. It's just like to the point where I know he makes that shot that gets him within four, that crazy shot. But in the possession before, why is he the person taking the shot when Kawhi's on the court? Why is he taking him and George taking shots all the time instead of when you have Kawhi? Kawhi took, what, two shots in the final five minutes? One shot? I mean – Come on, that's like one of the best clutch players of all time. Wow. You know, you gotta you gotta give him the rock. And I think Westbrook being on the court, especially in the closing lineup, I'd much rather have Man, who's gonna make the right basketball moves. He's gonna pass the ball to Kawhi. He's gonna set screens and pick and rolls. Westbrook can also play defense. Guys are gonna attack him. I mean, he was switched on to Edwards yesterday. Edwards got to the rim in three seconds. You know, so I think it's contingent upon Westbrook. You know, playing less minutes. What that does for his confidence, I don't care. Who cares? Hi, Westbrook, go on the bench. I mean, we're not paying you $47 million. You're paying him $1 million now, yeah. basically, a vet minimum, right? I think that's going to be that. And then, like we were saying, play Rocco, sit Morris, play Man, play Highland. So we started to talk about Dallas's struggles, and I, I feel like it's kind of similar in the sense that they have a young guy in Josh Green who was playing awesome, and then for some reason they took away his starting job, and now it kind of shattered his confidence and messed with what was going on with the team. Same thing with the Clippers. No. Place Terrence Mann back into that starting role. It was working. I, if you want to keep Westbrook in there, I actually like the fact that Westbrook allows them to play a little bit faster because they were such a slow-paced team, such a half-court-oriented team. I get what they see in Russell Westbrook for this group. But, yeah, late game, that's the good and the, that's the Westbrook experience. Yeah. We all know what it is. But, I mean, if they can put themselves in a position where they're up by 5-7 to seven late in the game. Well, that maybe. was the issue. Like, yeah. last night against the Timberwolves, they never led in the yeah. second half. I mean, it was a close game, a two-point two game at the half, but they just could – they came close, they came within three, came within two, but they could not take that and lead. And what started that? It was when they took out Plumlee and they yeah. had Kawhi on Gobert. And it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why do you take out Plumlee? And if you want to go small, where's Rocco? That's a guy who can actually square up against the center. He's proven that. He proved that in Houston. He proved that multiple years in the league. I just don't get it. I mean, Ty Lue's, look, he has a good resume. Congratulations. Like, he hasn't made good adjustments this year. And he, Ty Lue and Marcus Morris are literally the two reasons the Clippers are not 40. And I mean, they should have 40, 45 wins already. Yeah. They have 33. It'll be very interesting to see what happens with this team if they lose in the first round. You know, so I mean, I, I think I think right now they're in a scary predicament where again, when you're the Clippers and you've had the season that they've had and you've got the players that, that they do again a year ago, they, there was no Kawhi, no Paul George. They're in danger of being in that playing tournament, so they're now in a position where what happens to this team? Like, if they can't even get out of the first round, what happens with this team? Do you think Ty Lue's job is in jeopardy? It could be. I think there's enough of a sample size there where he's proven himself as a very good coach, and I know that that, that they like him. Um, and listen, if, 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 if they didn't like the moves that they were making, I, I think that they would have talked to him, and perhaps they have. But again, when you look at what he's done, what coaches out there that they're going to hire and say, okay, he's won a championship – had uh, again, he's the track record's there. Now you get one year of 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 this, 
Again, again, there was no expectations a year ago. No, but I'm no Kawhi, no Paul. Didn't win a championship. Got there though. Ime Adoka. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I know here's the thing about Ime. No, 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 no. Here's the thing about Ime. The the insiders with the league, his name will always come up. He's not a legitimate candidate from everyone that that I've talked to. So you'll hear Woj and guys like that bring his name up because maybe they have a relationship with him or maybe they have a relationship with – but he's not a legitimate candidate. I mean, like you heard his name up, come up for the Hawks job. He was never a candidate for the Hawks job. You heard his name come up for the, for, for the Brooklyn Nets job. He was not a legitimate candidate for that. There's so many good coaches out there that what the heck would you be doing bringing a guy? Again, I'm not saying he can't rehabilitate his career. It will not be with an NBA team. So All I can say is that. he can coach basketball. That's fine. And I want him on, I, how are the Celtics doing now that he's not there? How far did they fall off? Good. I mean, but okay. we'll see how far they go. You may have took them to the finals. We'll see if they okay, get to the finals. Okay, but listen, if they finish as the number one seed, I mean, I, I think Yeah, yeah, Joe Mazzullo is doing a fantastic yeah. job, for sure. So you're saying he may, like, not in, no, 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 not in the short term. You have short to rehabilitate term. your what, – what he did was no small thing, by the way. And I yeah. think in 2023 and moving on, it's not a small thing. And the, the number one thing that's going to happen, if he gets hired, that entire press conference will have nothing to do with the job, will have nothing to do with the team. So he will come back maybe at some point, but not here. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back – We'll be talking more about the Lakers and Clippers when we come back on the Mightier 1090 of Southern California, the band in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now, in a city where time disappears. We create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here everyone is invited to get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune of the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. want to give a special shout-out to Jihei Wiley behind the camera today. She will be in front of the camera tomorrow. I will be heading to Las Vegas. By the way, 100 conference basketball tournament games will be played in Las Vegas over the next two weeks. They have the Pac-12, they have the Mountain West, they have the Big West. They the have NCAA tournament, right, WAC, in a couple weeks. And they have the West Regional Finals, yeah. and uh, hopefully uh, Jihei and... I don't know how many of you guys can come, but I think March Madness in Las Vegas is the best place to be, really to watch it on TV, right? Because I've covered the first weekend of the tournament, and it's the only big sporting event that I would say being in front of a TV is far superior there, far superior than being there in person because there's so many games happening, and you don't know where you have to be. So for the first weekend of the tournament, my preference is to be at a sports book, and that's why Las Vegas is the place to be for that. That for said... It is now hosting the West Regional Final. And in a few years, 2020, 
828 will be hosting the Final Four for the first time. So glad that Las Vegas is really the hub and the home of college hoops. And the Super Bowl next year. Super I mean, Bowl this I just yeah. can't wait for them to get an NBA team, by the it's way. It's going to happen. You know, the, the, with LeBron talking about it, and he's very specific, it's not that he wants to own a team one day. He wants to own the Las Vegas NBA team. And so it's a very specific thing that LeBron is saying. That, like, listen, when – when and it's not DF is like that's not even a question. When the NBA comes to Las Vegas, he wants to be a part of that. And there's so much talent in the G League. I know Silver's always like, "Oh, expansion would hurt the talent of the league." Like, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. I mean, Seattle. It's a it's a shame Seattle doesn't have a team. I mean, it's yeah. a huge basketball city, and but Vegas is the other team. But so it's it. the beauty is you would bring two teams in, right? Yeah. And so you would bring in Seattle. You would bring in Las Vegas. How would two teams change the league? Do you think there's enough talent to sustain two more teams? Absolutely. I, it could make it even more parity. Like you know, some of the top teams. First of all, expansion draft would. What well, what would that look like? But you'd have to protect a couple guys, like, yeah. and then. Like a Norman Powell may not be productive on the Clippers or someone yeah. like that, and they pick them up. I think that would be right. Isn't that what they usually yeah. do? They did that in hockey where you protect a you couple protect guys like, and then five guys. Exactly. Yeah. I'll loop in GA because she's more of a hockey fan than you guys. I mean, because there was some feeling that with Seattle, no, sorry, well, first Las Vegas, that you could only protect a certain amount of players. But a unique that thing happened with Vegas where teams traded draft picks to Vegas so they could select someone and not someone else. But Vegas just turned into this amazing team. Yep. Um, I think that the mic can pick you up. I mean, did you like what they did with Las Vegas and Seattle? Now, Seattle didn't have the same success that Vegas did. Vegas had this amazing Seattle's run. Good well, this Seattle's year. good this good. year. Okay. Yeah, it, it took them one year versus Vegas. Unfortunately uh, for Vegas, you know, they're, they're consistent. And they're right? consistently they're good. And by the way, consistent. Tied for first in the West with the Kings. Yeah. We do have to mention this because we don't talk a ton of hockey. Jonathan Quick gets traded late last night. Um, here's the thing. I, you don't trade a franchise player like that in the middle of the night, the way that it's coming out now. Quick was not happy about it. Obviously, his teammates are not happy about it. A legend of the way that he played during their two cup runs. Incredible. Uh, that being said, the Kings have found themselves because, by the way, so the Western Conference in hockey is wide open as well. The Kings are tied with Las Vegas for the best mark in the Western Conference. The one problem that they have, and it's been a problem this entire season, no goaltending. I mean, Quick's had a horrendous season. They've not had it, a goaltender at all. They make a trade for a goaltender that, that, that they like who could potentially lead them to the cup final. I don't think there's a chance that a team in the West is going to win this year. That being said, if you're the Kings and you have a chance to go to the cup final, like, is there a great way to do this? I mean, I think quick at the end of the day may not even show up to Columbus. I don't even know. I mean, there's only 20 games left in the season. I don't think Columbus makes this trade because they want to sell quick jerseys. Um, your thoughts on, you know, again, I, think it, I think it was a bad move. Uh, it's yeah. like you're trading a legend for, I mean, what's the guy you're going to get really going to do? It's not astronomical. I mean, so they, they good, like. But. So we, I think um, in hockey they, they do a unique thing because again, sometimes you can't judge a pitcher on the team that he's Absolutely. on. Absolutely, of course. So of the course. you know, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna say his name because I can't <laughs> I can't pronounce it. But when you he's on Columbus, Columbus is a bad team. Columbus has yeah. no defense, so you don't 
go off of the goals allowed. You go off the goals allowed off the goals expected. Yeah. And so it's one of those things that we, if you do it off of that, he's been at one of the top half, you know, maybe 15th or 16th in the league. It's a huge upgrade. It's just, it's, it sucks because it kills the locker room, right? That's, that's a legend. Thing. That's a that's legend. The and the thing. team was coming together this year. They've been playing so well together. I mean, Kopitar had what, four goals yesterday? Four goals and, and a win. He's a legend. He's but still there. The reports were they come back. And they find out what happened, and they totally get deflated. And yeah. normally come in a huge win too. Back into the locker room, you're tied for first in the West. That's the biggest thing. I think on paper, on paper, it was the correct move. Yeah. However, if it deflates the locker room, if the locker room's not happy, if if now there there's this divide, uh, that could be a a problem for this team. Logistically speaking, why could this not wait till a later point in time? Or well, they have they had to get the goaltender. They 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 had to make the move because I do believe that they felt and they, that this has for sure been the case. They've been a goaltender away from being one of the best teams in the league. Now, without a goaltender, and I mean, there's been games where they've given up five, six, seven goals. I mean, it's been a horrendous year b- b- between the pipes for the Kings. They felt if they made this move, they would put themselves in a position to win the West. It's wide open. That being said, you, I mean, you want to find the perfect way to part ways with, with Quick. I mean, if you do yeah. it the right way, he has a, a swan song and you send him off. No matter what, he's getting his jersey retired. He's going to get a statue. People forget Crypto.com Arena is owned by the Kings. So yeah. Dustin Brown got a statue. Jonathan Quick will get a statue. That's not even a question. Kopitar. Kopitar at some point, but I mean, you know. by the way, Kopitar is still very good. Very good player. It, isn't that crazy? He's like thirty-five. He's yeah. still balling. It's like Ovechkin, obviously not to the level of Ovechkin, but like Ovechkin's what thirty-seven. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy how good these guys can be for a long time. Yeah, he's he's been playing well. All right, let's go back to the other wide open conference, the Western Conference in the NBA. Okay, we have a wager our money buckets, <laughs> and and I didn't think it was a high bar. I think it was a shoe and I was going to win. And now we're, we're going to have to sweat this out over the last few weeks of the season. My my bet with you is that the Lakers would be at least the 10 seed. I mean, the 10 seed. I mean, the fact that I'm even making this wager is crazy. But the, the fact that you may win is crazier to me. Your confidence level that you're going to win this bet is very high. <laughs> and the reason why is because... You're five and ten without LeBron James, and for the foreseeable future, I don't think this is a two-week injury. I, I yeah. don't. He's in a walking boot. Yeah. The, the reports are sound like he's going to be reevaluated more so in, in two, two weeks. weeks. That's right. Which so is a problem. It sounds like to me, it sounds like a month at minimum, and then you're asking the team to stay in the race <laughs> for him to even be motivated yeah. to come back. And also, you know, what's your confidence level that Davis with a high workload can stay healthy? Well, that's the other problem is that is that this team has not been healthy for a sustained period of time. So, I, yeah, I, I think that there's going to be a period during the two-week, two, three-week stretch where they could have both players out. Yeah, and, uh, and in that case, it's it's really Oh, it's really done. It's probably done now. But, I mean, I, I'm, again, I'm still hopeful – I mean, the 10 seed, it's, it's like they're a game out, they're a, g- g- yeah. a game and a half out. You well, know. the Utah Jazz are in ninth, and they're starting <coughs> Taylor Horton Tucker at point guard. I love it. They're taken. <laughs> they want that pick. They and want a pick. The Pelicans are in 10th, and they have lost four in a row, and they're injured really badly. Zion, now Larry Nance Jr., Jose Alvarado is <clears> out <throat> for a month. 
So there's a path. Like the teams ahead of them are not very good. Yeah. The Blazers are in 11th, and Dame is going crazy, but they don't have Anthony Simon. The Warriors aren't even that good. The Lakers beat them every time they play them right that now. That's true. Like, coming back soon. He is. He is coming back soon. They'll be dangerous. But look, it's one of those things where I'm. I think the team that is the most scary of those is the Pelicans. Still, if Zion, if they get healthy, if not Zion. even without him. I don't think Dame. <laughs> By himself can just like I mean Simons is out for the foreseeable future. I mean at least a couple more weeks probably. Nurkic, no one knows when he's going to be back. As good as Dame is, like even if he puts up seventy, like I, I like the Lakers without LeBron a little bit more than them. I know they lost to them without LeBron, but still, I mean the team that I still like as long as they get their guy back. Is Thunder, Thunder, come on now, come on, they experience. Just all those teams, they have the healthiest. By the way, healthy. By the way, what what were we saying? Uh, I mean, I knew I said it, but I think you said it too. Jalen Williams, I said steal oh. the draft at twelve. I thought he was top five pick. And, man, the guy yesterday, 27 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds, 2 steals. I think we're setting the bar a little too low right now. This guy could be a not just a star. He could be a superstar. Yeah, I agree. I really do agree. And that's why all these factors considered, you have a young, blossoming player in Jalen Williams. If yeah. Shea is healthy, I think that team's going to steal They still have no spot. bigs. That's the problem. You can match up against a team like the Lakers. Like, tonight, you're going to see Davis. If he doesn't have 40 points, it's a bad game for yeah. him tonight. I mean, they have nobody who can guard him. Dario Saric? No, I'm sorry, Dario Saric. I don't, how that guy was who he paid off to be the fourth overall pick years ago, I don't know. But, like, I mean, I, mean, I don't know. That was back before... Uh, these GMs had international scouting down. I mean, they didn't even have it down. What was it? The Phoenix GM at the time took Aiden over Luca, and yeah. Luca was a league MVP at 16 in I Europe. Mean, you just mentioned it. Jalen Williams, Shea Gildas Alexander, the other Jalen Williams, Josh Giddy, and then Chet Holmgren. Next what year. A future. Next year. Yeah, and and they're going to get a top 15 pick. Yeah. And Presti, by the way, they traded three first round picks for the 11th pick this year, Usman Jeng who's been injured all year, he might be a good player. We don't know yet. Yeah. I mean, I trust the scouting department, so I'm assuming Ushmin or Ushmin Jang is going to be pretty good. Uh, what I don't a know. future. What I a mean, future. It, and they, and they got these first-round picks from now until eternity with the Clippers. Which, so. by the way, um, when you have this many picks, it's, it's not a bad thing necessarily, and they've done a great job molding this, but I want to know your guys' thoughts about, is there a such thing as too many? No, because we, what you have to do is you can't use all those picks, obviously, right? And so what you do is you package those picks, and when you get close, so it, if this team is a player away next year or the two package. years, you package. I mean, then now you got, you know, Three first round picks you could use. For Anthony Davis? <laughs> no, no, no. I think Detroit is I think Detroit's gonna be in that position soon too because they have a great young core. They're stacking a lot of bigs. Kate Cunningham's been injured all year. I think Ivy is the truth. Uh, who knows if that backcourt can co coexist in the future? But now you have Duran, Wiseman, Bagley, who have all played very well for them. And you have I mean Cade uh, you traded Sadiq, RJ Hampton's getting minutes. They got a nice young core. I think the Pistons are one of those teams. They have picks. They'll take their top three pick. I'm assuming they're going to get definitely top five. And then what they're going to do is package the rest of their assets. I think the Pistons could be a playing contender next year. I really do. Who is your favorite up-and-coming team to watch? Hmm. Houston. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I do like the Thunder, but um, I want to see Chet. I was really sad when he got hurt in Seattle in the Jamal uh, Crawford crossover a game you know i mean if 
if if they and what i like about the thunder is sam presti for my money is if not the best gm top two or three so you know what he's going to do with the, the picks that he does have and you you look back at that july 4th when they make that trade the paul george trade and the, the first thing i thought of well there was two things i said wow that's a lot of first round picks and I was like, did they really have to give up Shade? Not even knowing that Shade Gildress Alexander would be, and what would you guys say? Superstar. Top five now, top, top ten at top, least. Top, top ten top in the 10, league? Top, uh, 12, yeah, top 12. 10, 10 so is you're like, right there. You're yeah, right there. Dicey around 10. Okay. 10's a little dicey because you still got to put Braun and AD probably in the top 12, 11, 12. And you still have Kawhi so it's top 15. He's a superstar. He's a superstar. Yeah, top if you're 15. in the top 15, you're in that superstar. So the fact that they got that plus all those first-round picks, plus the pick swaps, and the value, obviously, of the pick swaps is this. If the Clippers don't do what they're what we think that they could potentially do over these next two years, they're going to have to rebuild. Again, I, I keep saying this, but there's cheaper ways to lose in the first round. By the way, <laughs> by the way, with the Pelicans continuing to lose, the pick swap, the Lakers are going to have that, a, have a decent pick in this next. What is no? The pick swap only works if if the Pelicans. It doesn't matter. Then the Lakers get their own pick. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, it, exactly. they're going to have a decent pick, a whether second. it's the Pelicans. Yes, they're going it to. It only have a first matters rounder. if the Lakers are worse. So then, yeah. Like, well, there are a lot do of, we think know. the Lakers are going to be better than the Pelicans by the end of the year? I mean, it's possible. I think I think that pick swap won't really matter, to be honest. We'll see. yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be. I you're, mean, you're, we'll see. There's a lot of time I, left I for the Lakers. A lot of time left. I don't think. Yeah. God forbid. Knock on wood. God forbid. Anthony Davis sprains an ankle tonight, and all of a sudden that pick. Well, also, Russell was supposed to play tonight. Now he's not playing. I mean, there. Look, I I just hope. I know Russell's going to come back against Minnesota and dominate him. We just know Russell. Oh, Russell's got Moxie, bro. I like I like Russell. He'll come into a game, and he's got he's got some of that egomania like type confidence where he's. Just I haven't gonna... looked this up by the way. This if the Lakers go on some kind of a run here, okay? yeah. I'm trying to figure out the last time a team the previous year was below 500. They missed the playoffs. The following year, the entire season below 500, 13, 12 seed, whatever. Went on a run and made the playoffs. I mean, it, it, it's it's probably very rare. And so, I mean, what what I'm expecting the Lakers to do is extremely rare. I think they can do it, though. I think <laughs> I don't think they can. I think if they win tonight, I'll put a contingency plan on this. If they win tonight, I think it's almost set in stone. They're going to get top ten. Oh my you, god! Nothing is set you in both stone are with crazy. this team. Like, because the reason second, I'm saying that is like, if they beat the Thunder, it's set in stone. Yeah, but guaranteed. if they lose the Thunder, it's they're kind of effectively like. A, Trash One of team, the main you know, reasons like, why I bet against the Lakers is because of the injury concern, and that will yes. never, ever, ever go Especially away. Especially when they get yeah, older right. and older and LeBron's year older. I just think, like, if they win tonight, they're in a good position. They'll be 30 <laughs> and 30. I mean, it sounds crazy, but, like. I think if they <laughs> win tonight, it'll continue where, like, they, they yeah, are they doing what I think their... that they were. If they exactly. lose tonight, then I would agree. And they, look, I know it was a battle of mid yesterday yeah. with Memphis, but, I mean, they were the better team for, like, multiple quarters in that game yeah. without LeBron. I think Armand, you're a little, you're overreacting. I think the Lakers, what they did at the deadline is they have depth now. I think they're a decent team. That's what I think. We're, we're wrong. I don't you think, you think that half their team is not going to be in the league in a couple of years? I, I don't think that's more than half. I don't more. Than you're half. wrong. You're yeah. absolutely. wrong. I think wrong. you were wrong. You you were right. We both knew that a year ago. That team that they put together a year ago, we knew pretty quickly that you're like, man, I don't think Trevor's going to be in the league. I don't think Rondo, Dwight, you go. I I look at this team now. 
and I don't think more than half of them are going are not going to be in the league a year from now. Yeah. Do you trust? Okay, so let's let's try to predict the future a okay. little bit here. Three years from now, is Austin Reeves? What three is three years is from now? Like I don't like three years from now. That's probably on another team. To He's probably on I'm another saying a year before. from now. A three years from now, things change. Is he like a six man? Is he a starter? You don't know because you can't really judge someone's development. You don't know. I mean, Reeves. Is I think be... Austin Reeves is with the team three years from now and playing meaningful minutes. He's he's with a team. I mean, yes. I don't know if he's the sixth man. I think he's gonna be playing meaningful minutes. I think he's gonna be playing minutes. It's hard. Is to, he gonna be a bench player or is he gonna be? A he's gonna be a starter. He's gonna be with a team. He's a NBA. By the way, player. a restricted is he free be agent. Waving a towel or not? <laughs> By the way, <laughs> Kevin Love is waving a towel. What do you Love want? Old. My point okay, is, a lot of your... these Lakers guys, I don't. You think, think Rui Hachimura is not gonna be in the league in a couple of years? I think it's possible that he's okay, not. Yeah, I don't think that's. Yeah, I think Max Christie will be in the league in a couple years. We all like Christie. It's still amazing to me that he's. Still playing down the street with the South Bay Lakers. By the way, Lonnie there. yesterday finally gets minutes. Lonnie Walker, no, right? Arm I don't think we'll be in the league. That one I could years. see. That one I could see. By the I, way, Austin, I, I think he will, but I, I Austin Reeves restricted free agent this offseason. What do you do, Genie? What do you do? They him forty million. He's not getting forty over million. four years. In no, ten a year, he's getting like a four-year, like twenty million dollar deal from the Lakers. Yeah, probably by the Bulls. They can't well. Caruso and Reeves, a tandem, a yeah. tandem. Man, this is this could be. But this is a vital postseason for both of these teams. I, I really think when I look at the Clippers, though, if you lose in the first round, I mean, you really do have to look hard at what you're doing. I mean, do you run it back? Do you really run it back? Do you say, all right, listen, because you 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 do that. The year that they went to the con- – I mean, that was their year. The year that they got to the conference finals without Kawhi. I mean, you're just thinking like, if they just had Kawhi, they would have beaten the Suns. It would have been a great finals against Milwaukee. You don't have that. Kawhi misses the following year. Paul George is, is gout the majority of that year. What the Clippers do if they lose in the, in the first round and what the Lakers do if they miss the playing tournament altogether, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of questions. Do you put Paul George on the market? Like, if, if they yeah. lose early, that means that those guys underperform. They do. Which means that their value around the league is probably very low at that time. That would be interesting to kind of, like, look at what that trade would be, like, three years after the fact. If so, you know, they, they got him uh, July 4th, uh, 2020, and if they, if they traded him, you know, let's just say July 4th, 2023, what the value would be. I mean, they're obviously not going to get the same value, but I mean, probably get like a Carl Anthony Towns if you add a pick or so, or maybe a Zach Levine. You do have to look to change things up. All right. Yeah. A lot to talk about in the National Basketball Association with the Lakers and the Better Clippers. Be <laughs> yeah. According to Brandon, this is the season. If they win, they're in the play, and if they lose, their season's over. Big win, hopefully, for the Lakers tonight. All right. With all that said, that's all the time we have for today in our beautiful new studio. We'll be back again tomorrow. I'll be in Las Vegas. GA hopefully will be in this seat. Uh, So that's all the time we have for today. Until tomorrow, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe, stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E. 
AV on YouTube.